Welcome to Touched and Empowered, a show created to empower individuals to value their lives by hosting think tank discussions that will inspire positive action. Touched and Empowered with Katie and Ace starts now. Thank you, Joe Renee, for contributing to the Teen Prevention Society. The linear time year is year 2041 at the United Nations headquarters in New York City. And the, the young man speaking as Secretary General says, I'm so ecstatic, overjoyed, and even brought to tears from the new data from 2040. Last year, we marked history for humanity. There were no recorded suicides on planet Earth. And now more with Katie, Ace, and Joe Renee. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Touched and Empowered. Today, we actually have an incredible interview with Meryl Renee, who's so amazing. And I want to get into her bio, but like, you know, I just, we just did our warm up and she already brought Katie to tears. I'm like, oh, I'm so, I'm so touched already. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And, you know, I have to say for somebody who's so aligned with us, I'm so grateful and honored to have you here with us for just the passion you have and just the adversity that you've gone through. It's, it's really refreshing and breathtaking. And I love that you have this passion to make this conscious conversation more conscious and more easily leaned into based upon your experience. I do believe we have to pop that bubble of um, stigma in regards to suicide, as well as other public health issues that people haven't really faced or addressed, including human trafficking. Um, so with that being said, I do wanna give you a proper bio and intro by Katie, and then I will also lead into that with her. So go ahead. <laughs> Meryl Dovernay Jones stands by this declaration. We are completely shifting the paradigm of humanity, such as that to a peaceful society that is emerging. She is an authorship coach, business consultant, teacher, mechanical engineer, community organizer, artist, and as a Reiki healer, she is the co-creator of Subtle Activism and Dreamtime Revolution. Domenay is actively co-creating sacred economics in thriving local and regenerative communities. I love that. She is also a mother of two young leaders, Leonidas and Zelda. I love those names. Being inspired to co-create a more beautiful world. Our hearts know is possible. I love that. Since 2020, she's been creating unprecedented creativity with author Catalyst Academy by publishing new authors, get their, getting their powerful messages and books to the world. She is also telling Pueblo's story, which we'll get into, and honoring diversity at the Pueblo Heritage Museum as their director. Meryl Dorene is the author of several books, including The Cosmic Sagas and The Sacred Feminine, which illuminate concepts of self-appreciation and mental wellness for young people and adults alike very aligned with us. Thank you so much for being here to connect with her. You can connect with her on, to get in touch with Meryl Renee. you can connect with her at her website at www.doerenee.com or her link tree. We'll definitely have those in the show notes and the comment section for everyone to get in touch with her. So thank you so much for joining us. And we'll segue right back into what we were discussing and why Katie just started <laughs> shedding those beautiful tears. Oh my gosh, yes, Katie. It, the beauty of 
the people we are meeting in this podcast that we are doing. I, you and I talked about being touched and empowered to do something going forward. And I am humbled by what Miro Dovernay has done. And so I don't embarrass myself anymore than I already am. Um, I just want to thank you for what you've done and ask you to just share, you know, the momentum behind the beautiful piece of art behind you and what you're doing. Yes, thank you so much for your realness and authentic and authenticity. Um, I'm a firm believer that uh, tears are sacred, um, sacred waterfalls of the soul. And um, sometimes when I have tears come up, like I did recently at a, a community show we did here, um, some people came up to me after and I, they were asking, are you okay? Are you okay? And I said, yes, I'm wonderful. And I still had some tears coming down my face as I was sharing, like I shared with you, some really powerful and brutal feelings that I was remembering um, about finding out about a tragic suicide and that I was able to like let that be seen and um, you know was able to help them see that oh no don't worry don't worry I'm fine I'm more than fine tears are um, a, a powerful thing for me that I get to show and um, get to feel through um, here in this room that I'm in um, we're uh, displaying some art that myself and a couple other artists have actually created visualizing that more beautiful world our hearts know is possible. And um, that term actually comes from a favorite author of mine, Charles Eisenstein, who has a book called The More Beautiful World Our Hearts Know Is Possible. So I love using that because when I use that phrase, I've noticed even those who may feel a little jaded to the possibility that we could create, co-create peace on earth in our lifetimes, they, it's something strikes a chord in their heart. There's something in them when I, when I say a more beautiful world, our hearts know is possible. They feel into that because um, whether they know it or not, the solutions that we want to create are not going to come from just the mind. It will come from our hearts and our minds working together and all of our hearts and minds working together. And so just I'm feeling really present to um, this, uh, this quote that came through actually right here on one of my pieces I'll grab for you. I know that they might not be able to see it, but I'll read what it says. On this piece, I have um, this beautiful, what I call goddess of grief, um, that has been something that I have been in, empowered in and standing in myself in is being uh, an oracle or voice for the power of grief. It says, it's okay to feel grief, heaviness, uncertainty, everything is shifting now. Hold on. The little, this one's actually a little magnet that has that art on it with those words. And um, that really just sets the tone for everything I like to share with myself as an author, an artist, and mom. And um, really, we are in a shifting time right now. And I know that um, myself, I'm, I'm one of the biggest culprits of toxic positivity, of wanting to just push through something and oh, well, it's okay, we've got this, which is also a very important um, way of being as well. We, all, we need all types of perspectives and ways of looking at situations and everything in balance is key. And so 
when I um, when I was really uh, just literally on the ground in shock on September 6, 2020, when my good friend and father of my son died by suicide, I had a lot of things just come crashing down on me of like, wow, you know, this, this is something I wasn't, I wasn't honestly fully surprised because it's something that I had feared for many, many years. And, um, you know, but at the same time, I was able to say like, wow, life is somehow still going to go on. And I wasn't sure how it was, but I knew it had to, and I knew I had to, and um, was just kind of sitting there, my sister there, um, consoling me by my side after I had just gotten the news. And um, there's actually this really powerful piece I created that she, she took a picture of me um, intuitively when I had shortly after I had found out and she's a big documenter and so, so am I. So she knew intuitively that I would be just fine with that. So I wasn't even aware of her taking the picture, but I created this piece that shows me crying um, and even this like black hole bending up into my heart, um, but then then showing that, that we're always supported, that she and other, um, you know, family members that passed on angels um, were there supporting me. So it was all this in this piece I created that I really go back to often when I feel that that grief and sadness come up from that loss. And like I shared with you, um, the, the beauty is, is that from that, from that loss, from that um, really devastating tragedy, a lot of beauty came from it. And on that day was when I made the choice to take this, you know, skeleton of a Google Doc I had of a book called Cosmic. And I said, this, this book is coming out there with tears streaming down my eyes. I told my sister, Cosmic is being published this year. And it was September 6, 2020. And so 111 days later, just before Christmas, uh, Cosmic, the story of seven women who unveil an ultimate truth for humanity to awaken was published. And it really dives into these really cool concepts like what would it take to connect openly with the Cosmic family, which is another big uh, part of who I am and my purpose in being a diplomat from Earth to the cosmos and cosmic civilizations. Uh, what would it also take to disclose zero point technology, which would help free and create sacred economy for all of humanity? And also what would it take to end the concept of suicide on earth? And so it was very timely for me to find Katie and Ace here because despite this book has been out for um, almost three years now, I've gone through ebbs and flows of feeling comfortable to, to really to speak as um, boldly and lovingly as I'd love to about what would it look like to co-create a world where we actually dissolve that concept of suicide? What would it take? I love what I saw on, on the website for Touch and Empowered that what would it look like to not have to have this, these fundraisers one day? And it really calls us and beckons us to, to really dream big. And when I dream that, when I can let go of the egoic thoughts of, oh, that's not possible, good luck with that. When I can breathe through that and honor that and let that go, I really feel in my heart, wow, that is possible. In fact, it's not only possible, it's happened before. We've had it on earth. And that's something that I, I talk through on in the book too, is through these connections with cosmic civilizations that have perhaps been where we have, we can learn so much. I love the analogy for those that um, might feel a little bit um, blindsided by this concept of 
um, not only are we not alone, but that there's many cosmic civilizations out there that have been where we have um, in our consciousness now. Um, I think of the example of a big brother or a big sister or a mentor or a cousin that you may have had in your life when you were going through a hard time and then putting their hand on your shoulder and saying, look, I've been there. I've been there where you have before. Um, or a really beautiful show I was a part of recently called Spaceship or Sacred Storytelling, where in one of the pieces, uh, myself and another woman um, are playing this role of a woman who's standing on the edge of a bridge wanting to take her life. And the other woman um, telling her that, look, I was literally almost taking my life seven years ago, but somebody came in and helped me then. And now it's time for me to help you. Just that beautiful concept of paying it forward. And so we're in this beautiful, infinite cosmic um, reality where um, there's infinite timelines where we choose peace on earth. And there's maybe also infinite timelines where we don't choose that. Where we choose other things and keep repeating old cycles. And so knowing that there are infinite ways that we can create a world where we've dissolved suicide and knowing that there are thousands and hundreds of thousands, I know in my heart because I've actually experienced communication with cosmic family um, and a lot more that I could share with that, um, that they're, they're already living that beautiful reality that um, we're seeking to create on earth. So um, that's just a little intro from me and a little inspirational message about who I am as Do Renee and um, just knowing that even with all that inspirational message that I have, I still have my days where I feel disempowered and that having these spaces like Touch and Empowered Podcasts and other groups and spaces helps us come back into alignment and that knowing that we can co-create that beautiful world. Thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. I had to say it bluntly. <laughs> Um, there's so many other words that are coming up that it's hard to express them all. And I know part of that is just my lack of knowledge for all of the different emotional words that we have in the English language. Um, but you've touched home on so many points that resonate with me and with ACE, um, not just around the, our mission, to bring suicide to an end, but as raising the positivity level of the planet on a whole, because there's so much possible when we just have that little bit of hope, that little bit of optimism, and you know, being that guiding light for somebody who we might not expect to ever be that mentor. We might not ever expect to be the person to be paying it forward but we're called to do so. And so you've just helped enlighten me to the fact that, you know, oh, this is just another way that I am being called forward with the gifts that I've been given and can help share those with other people. So I love everything that you have been saying. And I just like, I'm kind of like lost for words. I think Katie has like all the words jumbling and coming out and trying to figure, I'm here going, Oh, I couldn't have said it better myself. That was the most encouraging perspective in regards to just understanding how hope and being that light, being that person that can actually take somebody out of that 
space of, the, of despair and understanding that there's so many different ways to bring that about if we choose that light of hope. And Meryl, you definitely exemplify that. And I'm so grateful to have you here. I, I think I can't express it enough. Like just like, I'm so appreciative for somebody who understands because you know when I started this mission, um, this was even before I met Katie and a couple of years prior to, and of course, you know, my, my story was um, when I was younger, I was an early age. Um, I don't want to say survivor because I feel like that's not really it. I think more so I really did overcome this because of somebody somewhere empowering me through some type of question, just something subconscious, right? And to be honest, I think it was actually the Princess Bride. <laughs> but um, <laughs> good movie. <laughs> so good. Yeah, just just to kind of give you a bit of a reference and tie into what you're saying. And I really like I just I don't want to talk as much because your your light is just so amazing. And what you're expressing is so fundamental for so many people right now. Um, but, you know, the the savior from <laughs> which I realized was um, in the Princess Bride, there is a scene where they're reviving the, the man, the man in black. Right. And they're asking him. Hey, what's what's worth living for? And he just blurts out true love, right? You know, they didn't, I don't think they knew that that line right there was going to be backed up by a bunch of neuroscience that Katie can explain in the talk that saves lives. But <laughs> essentially that was something that really brought out like, oh, there's some, there's some type of hope. I, even if it's not exactly what I'm looking for to stay here, that is something to think about, something to bring us into a new existence and elevate our life condition and bring us to a new space, allowing for um, someone to get out of their, their despair. And this plague that we've been in, you know, we've been in it for, for years. I feel like a lot of people decided not to look at it until we figured out a way to throw it in front of people and say like, no, this is really happening. This, I know we say 703,000 from the world, um, from the, from WHL, that was the data, 703,000 suicide cases and more, right? From 2019. That were reported. That were reported. And of course they're increasing because of the pandemic, the way that we are exercising, um, comparison on social media, people feel disempowered left and right, and it's been increasing. So thank you for being a part of this journey with us and being right alongside us as we fight that disempowerment and re-empower people. Your art is incredible. I'd love to hear more um, about the story behind your book. You mentioned something about 111 days in the warm-up, but I really want you to share that here because I feel like so many people um, go through the same thing that you're going through, especially now. And this could be a way to bring light into their lives. Yes, um, it's so cool because I didn't realize that it was around it was 111 days from the date that um, Clint Cooper um, was his name in the physical died by suicide. Um, 111 days from that date, September 6, 2020, that I published my first book. 
and something that something that um, really inspired me was, um, you know, like this is a time where I could completely disengage. I could completely go in, and that would be okay too. I do want to say that, especially when we have tragic um, things happen in our life, no matter what it is, everyone has their own different way of responding and there's no right or wrong way. And for me, um, I found that this, this fire within me that um, was desiring to help some of this deep grief and survivor guilt as well um, to be processed and seen through writing. And I've always been a writer. I've always been a creative person, um, but and always had like that dream of oh, becoming an author. And so, um, you know, thankfully I already had a, a meditative practice. And so in meditative practice, those first few weeks after the physical transition, um, I was able to even, you know, pretty much every time when I would go into this space, just beautiful sacred tears flowing down my face and got some guidance that said, it's time to, it's time to really be that change you wish to see at the next level. And, um, and so something I write about um, in this article, I put in the um, Pueblo Star Journal here in Pueblo, Colorado. It's a really beautiful publication here monthly. Um, I did a guest column about the power of creation. And I talk about how self-expression can really empower a community. And so I, I would, I would um, say that among many things, the thing that sometimes is missing that I've seen for um, young people that I've um, even been a teacher with, because I've been um, a teacher in um, every grade except for high school and done a lot of volunteering in those, um, in the high school grades as well. What I've seen is a missing is that sense of purpose and that sense of um, ability to express oneself. And we have so many opportunities, um, like you were mentioning too, um, for consuming and, and those consuming of the social media feed and whatever else it is, there's that comparison that comes up and whatever else. And so really it's just finding that balance of what um, well, all of us can identify and, and see a picture up in our mind of that yin yang, the yin yang, which represents the balance of energy. So um, whenever we feel unbalanced in some way, um, noticing, okay, do I, am I um, consuming more than I'm creating? And that's where the sacred economy will be um, so key in helping us co-create that more beautiful world our hearts know as possible, that world where um, we look back at the past of when we had suicide as a pandemic and that we are stand, we stand firmly in that future where um, there's actually zero suicides. Um, we will create that sacred economy through um, having creativity be, be the leading force. And whether someone's doing it for um, their career or not is not important. What's important is they are able to, um, like in one part I mentioned here, um, being able to have creativity be defined by many different things. It could be just creativity could even be thought of as sitting down and listening to your friend and just listening. I know that's kind of a different way to think of creativity, but I, um, you know, think of anything that empowers you is creativity. 
And so often we think of creativity and thinking of an artist in a studio for hours with a giant canvas, which is definitely creativity. And it's not the only outlet. So what is most important is that we don't necessarily think that it's some place to get to, but that we're actually inherently creative. We're actually creativity in motion. And regardless of your beliefs on um, like how humans came to be here on earth, we were definitely created in the womb of our mothers. We are literally creation. And so we are inherently creative. You don't have to earn that creative title. You are just creative by being alive. Mm. And, um, and like what's beautiful about that is through that creativity, we can call in those infinite timelines where we choose peace on earth. And um, that's something that is part of this book, Cosmic, the story of seven women unveiling an ultimate truth for humanity. And there's, there's a beautiful part of it where um, some women are standing in Crestone, Colorado. Um, have either of you been in, to Colorado or Crestone, Colorado? Um, I have not yet. <laughs> you'll make it. You'll make it sometime. So here in Pueblo, we're not too far from Crestone, which is a really, really beautiful and um, some say a really powerful energetic spot. Um, Pueblo actually is included in that too and is even noted in some books where um, some psychics and mediums say there's a powerful energy here um, just in general and like the beautiful mountains. And um, there's this invocation that these um, sisters invoke and it really comes from um, uh, knowing that in order to open up a portal in this, uh, it's actually kind of seen on the front cover of the book, they actually um, know that in order to open this portal to travel across the universe, that they have to be clear in their heart and intent and actually know who they are. And so they say, we know who we are. We are here to manifest one of the infinite timelines where we choose peace on earth in our lifetimes. And these same characters um, go on to um, create a future because this book kind of jumps through um, time loops and everything where um, one of their children one day is actually a secretary general of the UN and he's speaking in the year 2041. And so in this, in this next part that is a perfect segue moving forward. Um, the linear time year is year 2041 at the United Nation headquarters in New York City. And the, the young man speaking as secretary general says, I'm so ecstatic, overjoyed, and even brought to tears from the new data from 2040. Last year, we marked history for humanity. There were no recorded suicides on planet Earth. And the audience cheers for several minutes as he looks down around and sees tears streaming down his face. And um, in fact, I'd love to read more of the excerpt, perhaps if we have more time. But basically, I bring that up to say, I got to create all this in my healing process of feeling so much grief and sadness of this tragic loss. And actually, they're not too, too much later on, there was another um, person in our circle of friends that also died by suicide. And many more, like you've all counted um, and spoke about, there's just um, so much that it's come to the point where we can create this collective accountability, not like we're so wrong or bad that things are the way they are, but this empowered responsibility, ability to respond, accountability, like this is not what we want anymore and it's not okay and enough is enough. And um, and while we may not change it tomorrow, we can totally 
um, as I visualize this this book, do it by I, I'm standing strong in the timeline that that this scene becomes a reality in this fictional book, quote unquote. I wrote this book calling in what I want to happen in, in real in real time. So 2040, 2041, I'm I'm standing for it. And that is the power of words. And one of the things that's clicking with me right now is we don't realize the power of the words that we say to ourselves as much as when we hear other people say it. But the words that we say to ourselves are even more impactful than when we hear it from an external source. And you sharing that story and just that little excerpt, you know, I'm resonating with it. And I'm like, I can't wait to see what I'm doing when that happens, what my son is doing when that happens. But to make it even more impactful, I want a copy of the book so I can read that out loud to bring it faster into reality. Because I know the more people that spread this joy of optimism and possibility, the quicker it's going to happen. Yeah. The vision of that is incredible. I actually saw, as you were mentioning, the headquarters in New York City, I randomly stumbled on it one day. So I could actually hear you saying those words and then me walking up towards the building. And then it was like, ah, we're co-creating this right now. 2041, I'm standing here with you on that. We're going to continue to create this into the future. Thank you so much for sharing your story and being here with us. We are so grateful to have you here. Yes, thank you very much for being a part of the podcast and sharing all of this with us. And I am going to find the link for your book and make sure that that is in the show notes as well. Because I truly believe the more people who understand that all things are possible, it's just going to help speed things up. Yes, exactly. Oh, just love that you said it so perfectly right there. Uh, that's what exactly what I call subtle activism and also going along with that, the peaceful dream time revolution. So that kind of goes into the next realm of like, even if as you're hearing these words spoken and all of us speaking this optimism, even if there's a part of you that might feel very blaringly or subtly, um, maybe a little bit um, pessimistic, which is totally understanding given all of the, the evidence we have around us saying, oh, it's not possible. Um, just know that as you go to sleep uh, each night, if there was any little thing that struck a chord with you, then as we go to sleep, there's actually even more that we're doing at night. And that's actually, um, there's actually some play shops that myself and my dream mastery teacher of 10 years are doing right here in this room um, with all this um, art that's visualizing a world of peace around us, all about um, taking like that movie inception, but bringing it to the next level of peaceful, um, peaceful um, intention. Uh, actually, that movie was a pretty good example uh, overall of, uh, if you've never seen Inception, there's some pretty good examples of how they help someone come to the uh, a more peaceful decision on their own. And um, just imagine if we're able to take all that time when, at night that we're sleeping and be able to be moving things forward at night, as well as like we're talking about here, we may not actually be going out right now and stopping people who are um, putting children in um, horrible situations of 
life of abuse and trafficking. We might not be those people who are going out and risking their lives and doing that, which there are people, and I thank them so much every day. We may not be doing that, but we're actually doing an equal part here just by speaking and rippling our powerful words out. And through that subtle activism of, you know, really feeling, most importantly, feeling in our hearts, this beautiful future. And so I am just called now to invite us all to even feel in our hearts in this moment, what is something that we have maybe let go of as a dream in our own life, because that is part of peace, is holding those dreams that we truly believe in of becoming an author or a traveler or a, a owning our own business. And feel in your heart, let that longing feel into your heart and expand and know that as you do that, you're actually creating peace on earth right now. That creating peace on earth is not a place to get to, it is a place to be from. And in fact, it'll just happen like popcorn overnight, um, over many, maybe many nights, but we will just naturally see it. And as we actually open our eyes to see, oh, wow, we actually already have this, this heaven on earth. And there's many things that aren't that, but now I'm seeing those things much more clearly. And now I see that I have the tools to be empowered by them. Like we just talked about before the show started recording, um, some of the affirmations I have behind me in this tapestry are just very basic affirmations that go along with anyone's belief practice. And the biggest one that I love is we are peace in motion. And knowing that we don't have to try hard to get there just by being ourselves will naturally unfold it. And I love that. Uh, everyone should just be unapologetically themselves to begin with. Thank you. Wow. I'm like, I feel like there's such a beautiful just breeze to your voice and how you're expressing what you're saying that it's really sinking and hopefully, you know, really just sinking into everyone right now who's listening because this is high level stuff, folks. Like understanding that these are high concept, con like just high concepts, but it'll bring you into a new wave of thinking. Um, what I want to tell everybody after this uh, interview, because there's going to be some interesting stuff that's going to come in for you once you listen to this, and I already know it. One, get plenty of sleep, drink lots of water, because with new information comes a big, um, with a new awakening of consciousness comes a bit of a sacrifice. You're going to let go of some old paradigms with this new information that you've just received today. You're going to need sleep, kind of like how a computer needs to sleep and update. You're going to need that and you're going to need water. And then with these new paradigms that Meryl just brought in for us, I really hope you understand that you're going to allow yourself to see this as it's now downloaded into your subconscious. This is going to work so, like wonders and just, you know, let go of that despair that we were talking about. It is natural, completely natural to have that pessimism, especially if you're used to it, right? But allow yourself to bring your you 
those dreams, that, that manifestation, that feeling, allow yourself to be present with it for a little bit longer and a little bit longer and a little bit longer every day. And just see how everything changes for you moving forward because we're going to be here with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much and appreciate you creating this sacred space for healing through sharing. And um, just grateful for anyone listening who wants to connect, especially if you're um, re resonating with the concept of um, becoming an author, um, join up with us in Author Catalyst Academy. Um, if you're wanting to be able to find your next level of empowerment through uh, um, the aftermath of a tragic situation and you're experiencing grief, know that um, there's so many different ways for you to honor that grief whilst also transmuting it through different means like creativity. Yes, thank you so much for being here. We greatly appreciate everything that you've brought forward for us and for our audience. Thank you for joining us. We hope that the discussion today will inspire you to take positive action in your life. Until next week, be empowered.